podcast is brought to you by CEW Plus at the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor as we work to serve our community during this unprecedented time of change. Resiliency is best demonstrated in times of challenges. Join CEW Plus Director Tiffany Mara as she talks to students, staff, faculty, and community members connected to the University of Michigan's Center for the Education of Women Plus in our podcast, Strength in the Midst of Change. Thank you, Will, for joining me on this call today to share your experiences related to the coronavirus. The purpose of this project is to capture stories of how the coronavirus has impacted all of our lives, including challenges, moments of pride, and strategies for others to learn from. The main audience for this podcast will be students who have child or elder care responsibilities so that they can hear stories of others to assist as they navigate self-care and the care of loved ones. Could you please introduce yourself and then describe your old normal and how that has shifted as a result of COVID-19? Yeah, so my name is Will Sherry. I use he and his pronouns. I have two roles. So I work as the director of the Spectrum Center and as a pro, uh, project manager for student life. And and the, my work and sort of like overall day and the amount of time I spend working has sort of remained the same and like my responsibilities overall and and those things. But the context that I'm doing it in, I feel like is really different both both physically doing it from like a different location and also just contextually like sort of in the world and and the work and the intersection of those things so i feel like my my day has shifted to looking at things that are much more specific and urgent and emergent and that feels different mhm yeah how have your own thoughts or concerns changed as a result of these shifts? Definitely feel like desire, like need to connect with students more that I really recognize like could have and should have been there already. But but I think it sort of like emerges this like desire to, you know, check in with people. I think particularly given the student we work with, the student population we work with, I think we have heightened concerns for like what it means to go home and all of those pieces. But I think this like desire to sort of like know how students are doing is something that that we want to like retain and and uh, knowing like how to ask that openly and and like have those relationships with students and like how important that is now, but in general. So I, I think, you know, we're thinking a lot about like relationship building and like the importance of relationships when you're not, you know, physically sharing space, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm noticing this is a common theme in interviews I'm doing about just checking in more with people. People are utilizing different strategies to do that, whether they're family, friends, students, you know, just neighbors on the street. You mentioned in particular students. How has your model of checking in with students shifted? I think, you know, the first, even today in the staff meeting, we were talking about, you know, just this kind of like desire to know how students are doing like beyond my my scope so like i know who i talk to and the interactions i have but that is you know, one seventh of our team and that's not even including volunteers and mentors and you know sort of all of the other touch points so i think just like an increased desire to sort of like know like okay i can i can see this picture of what i'm doing but like i i need to like see more than that um in a way that usually like I'm either just 
absorbing right by being in the space and like i just can't i can't know that now so kind of like the importance of knowing each other's work in a in a different way i guess and that's true i mean i think checking in is true i'm talking a lot about work but i mean i think that that checking in is is true i think in in a personal life also like definitely know like an in- increase in checking in although i have a really big family and we're used to spending a lot of time together so i, I don't feel like it's more but it's definitely different mm-hmm. how so i think just people's like access to technology access to like internet connections that work and like savviness with like platforms we have a lot of people <laughs> There's a lot of people. So when you get in a Zoom call, it's like work with no rules, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like a work call of like 30 people, but like no process. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Every Friday, my partner yeah. and I meet with a hockey team and every single week it starts out the same. Right. Okay. okay. Now you need to turn on your audio. Okay, is your volume up? <laughs> That's about 15 minutes of the hour every single time. Exactly. So it's it's totally not like people are on a phone and they're like, I can only see one person. And, you know, it's just, uh, it's hilarious. But, but yes, so we we are staying connected. We are used to spending spending a lot of time together. So so we're continuing to, to do that. Uh, but it is it is different. And I'm always like, we should utilize these breakout rooms <laughs> and just like have it be random. And that would be totally fine because that's more like what we do in real life. So, yeah, so that's been that's been fun and interesting. But, yeah, I think, you know, and then just like the checking in and just wanting to yeah see how people are each day, I think, as things, especially at the the beginning, I do feel like work and personal life, like the pace is a little less fast and furious right now which i'm appreciating but i think still like knowing like things change day to day and like wanting to connect more frequently yeah if you were to name one positive thing that surfaced from the stay-at-home order and all of the stuff that's going on in the world what would that be so for me it's definitely like time that I wouldn't have had with my family, for sure. Like with my sort of like immediate family unit, I have four kids and and my partner and I just like my, never would I have ever had this much time with my 21 or 16 year old son's age. Like they both work, they work all the, like they both work a ton. My 16 year old's in school and works and so, and we have different hours. Like my oldest son works at a restaurant in Ann Arbor. So like usually is working really late. We maybe ate like a meal all together every week. So to like have meals every day together is definitely a gift in in this mess of of so many sort of struggles. That is definitely something I will hold on to. Yeah, this is definitely a unique time to connect with our kids. Yeah, me and my 10-year-old, every day we're finding new things to do. You know, it's been kind of fun to teach him, you know, some skills around construction, around making lunch and stuff that we never would have had a chance to do. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how our family structures shift and how we carry forward some of this learning that we've had in this period. 
Yeah, absolutely. We do a lot of like building and it's definitely like a passion of mine. We have a barn and animals and ducks and chickens and we're getting goats. And so just like I definitely don't get this much time with like that aspect of our house, for sure. It's really like I'm working and then I'm working at night. And so I think in a weird way, I've said in some other spaces, in a weird way, like having an office at home is really helpful for me. Yeah. Do you see the animals having any impact on how you've been able to be so resilient during this period? Yeah. I mean, for me, like the outdoor space and like doing things physically is like always important. I'm not doing like athletics in that way, but like being sort of like productively physical. We have some acres and we yeah have animals and just like having, I think even like having responsibilities like that are helpful for me, but routine. Like I was looking at your questions and thinking about, you know, what, what things help me. I mean, I know I'm a really routine person. And so like the shift of my whole routine was a lot at first because I do the same things each day. And so I think for me, it was just like finding those like must do's in my routine, like to sort of reorient and finding spaces that are designated for certain things, even if they're really small or sometimes it become invaded. <laughs> uh, those kinds of things have been helpful for me and, and I've been, been trying to lean into them. In all of this, what have you been most proud of accomplishing or navigating in this situation? I think I'm most proud of, at work, I think, getting a, just, like, really good feedback from my team and, like, challenging conversations and trying to really be, like, transparent and getting just really good feedback about, you know, the relationships that we formed and their trust in, like, the my leadership to carry, like, the importance of our work forward and balance that with, like, reality and budgets and, like, being, you know, ethical in our decision-making to the extent that we have, like, power uh, to do that. So I think that those have been really important moments that were built before this that has been really helpful and just see my team like being you know working through these challenges and uh, are sort of like just the things we have built our flexibility that we already have our like self and collective accountability that we already have so I think those things are has been really great to see in action when they're sort of needed in a different way. Yeah, I think that's probably what I'm most proud of. So it sounds like you're seeing all of the foundation that you've put into the organization really paying off because people are being productive. You know, you're feeling their trust very viscerally right now through this crisis, which is really, really great. It has to be a great feeling to, to see it all pay off. It does, you know, 11 years. It's a good, <laughs> it's, a, it's been a, a dedication of, uh, you know, of kind of like, you know, you're, we're, I think we're always trying to better our organizations and we're, you know, we're certainly, and I think importantly, like focused on gaps most of the time. What, what are our gap areas? What are, you know, the things that we need to really develop around? And there's always so, I think when you're, you know, tr trying to be, a place of learning like it's easy to just be there um there's plenty to do certainly like i think in this type of time like that's not the kind of work that's 
that's most helpful uh, for people is not, you know, analyzing all of the gaps unless they're really directly related to like our students' needs and, you know, what we're not delivering on that we need to be. But other than that, I think, yeah, like pointing out and like looking at what is, you know, what's working has been has been helpful for for our team and and just trying to be creative with uh and real, like the reality, you know, I mean, it, there's so much that's out of our control and like how that will impact people differently is very unlikely to feel or be equitable. So I think, you know, not asking in like messages of like being, you know, all together, but just trying to be like really real, like I'll, you know, if you have ideas, let me know and I'll like raise them and like I will, you know, point out and be proactive about like opportunities that we can as a division be like thinking about like what you know what does equity look like in a time like this and you know not news to any of us like we existed within a system so i think that's been helpful is just to kind of be how make space for people to like talk about that I'm finding it interesting to learn why people chose to take time out of their schedule right now to participate in this podcast. Would you mind talking about that a little bit? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, for me, I think these days I'm trying to take some opportunities to engage in things that I normally wouldn't. I think it is like a time to sort of say, like, okay, how do I spend my time? And is it, you know, if I could, if I could sort of like, take a pause and like redistribute it what might i do differently and so i think for me one of those things is like participating it's sort of like participating in things that i normally wouldn't like i went i did a call went on a call it was just it was funny because in our national consortium of lgbt professionals it was this seasoned professionals call and it was like eight plus years in an lgbt center and there were like 30 people on it and i normally would not i just wouldn't do something like that i would just be like in meetings i think and I just wouldn't, I wouldn't prioritize it. So I think things like this that are, you know, reflective and maybe it's like prioritizing some, like something that both gives to myself and to others. And like realizing that like being present and participating is also like contribution to others. Uh-huh. That's pretty profound. Okay, a couple of final questions. A lot of people are talking about ways that they're coping through this stay-at-home order by binge-watching TV shows or movies, podcasts, etc. If you had to recommend one TV show, movie, podcast, book, YouTube video, recipe, or other content you would recommend others, what would it be? Yeah, so if you are someone that likes to build things, I really like this website by Anna White is her name. And she is like a builder and she has like DIY plans with cut lists and everything. It's pretty awesome. Excellent. All right, I will definitely check that out. Do you have any inspirational words or a favorite quote you'd like to share with listeners? I think maybe, I don't know if it's inspirational words, but something I've been thinking thinking a lot about is is just really trying to like be be gentle i think with uh with myself and others and just really like showing up from a place of of sort of trying to a place of 
sort of recognition of how how jolted we all are and sort of coming at everything from that for whether it's like my eight-year-old and i'm like why why <laughs> why are we doing this it's just like remembering like uh, everything is so different it's, and just really trying to like with every situation like have that have that lens yeah, that's a great final inspirational thought. Thank you very much for participating in this podcast. It's always great to talk to you. So I appreciate you making time to participate. Thank you for listening to CEW's podcast, Strength in the Midst of Change. To learn more about this episode or the services and virtual programming offered by CEW+, please visit cew.umich.edu. Here at CEW+, we navigate circumstantial barriers by providing academic, financial, and professional support to help you reach your personal potential. Established to support women through higher education, we lift up women and all underserved communities at the University of Michigan and beyond. Through career and education counseling, funding, workshops, events, and a diverse, welcoming community, we exist to empower. We are CEW+, and we are here to help you reach your potential. The University of Michigan resides on the traditional territories of the three fires peoples, the Ojibwa, Adawa, and Potawatomi.